to the 11th episode of Tech Lively. Today we have my editor-in-chief, so if I do something wrong here, the podcast ends when you say so. Well, hopefully that won't happen. <laughs> that won't happen. That won't happen. That won't happen. Uh, we have Janat Batra. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Good. Okay. I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too American. No. I guess. You got it. Yes. All right. Cool. Yes. This is the second of our, I guess, editor series we're doing. Of I'm making. Sure. I want to talk to all of our editors on here, and so, you are the uh, the ultimate editor, though I should say. How many different editor positions did you have before the IC? Um, I've had a few. I started out just as a contributing writer, so. I was mostly writing for life because I was very scared to touch the other sections. Um, and then in the second, in my second year, I became the staff writer for life. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in the fall semester. And then in the spring, I became the head copy editor because I started to help them out with copy editing a little bit while I was a staff writer. Mm-hmm. Um, did that first semester and the summer. Um, and then I became managing editor last year in my third year and now here i am editor-in-chief in in my fourth year that is way that is quite literally at least triple of what i've done here well you've been pretty consistent (laughs) i you know i just be moving around so no that's good that that, that's good you got as much of as much knowledge as anyone of us has just in terms of how to make stuff happen properly yeah seems important no i've really enjoyed every position i've done but every time I kind of got used to it. I'm like, okay, I kind of want to do more. Oh, okay. Um, so, so you, you, you don't want to stay. You don't want to stay locked in on one spot. No, for too I long. really liked writing, but once I started copy editing the paper, I was like, okay, this is really cool. I like working with like the entire paper overall and uh, not just okay. staying within one section. So then that's why I was like, when the head copy editor position opened up, um, and the old one like recommended me for it, I was like, okay, cool, I'll do that. And then that's also a way to get on the editorial board mm-hmm. and be more involved too. So. Yeah, it was kind of just a natural transition from there. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, this is about just you getting to tech. When you, I guess when you get, bef- maybe even after you got accepted beforehand, like what was the point? Well, I, I, I'll ask this. Was there, how many other schools did you get into as along with tech? Um, I think three or four other schools. Did Were any of them in remote competition with tech? Yeah, so I really wanted to go to like a journalism school. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really want to go out of state because, uh, where'd you go to high school? I went to high school in Norcross, which okay. is like in Georgia. My um, dad went to high school. What? My dad went there. Your dad went to Norcross? He did go to Norcross. Oh my God. He's an alumni. He is an alumni of Norcross. <laughs> You're Cross. telling me the founder of Pace Magazine went to my school? He did. Yes. And he didn't leave any publications in his wake? Nope. Damn. But yeah, that was the thing. Like there were no publications at my high school. Right. And so I knew I was like kind of interested in journalism, but mm-hmm. I hadn't really had experience in it. And so I think that counted against me when okay. I was applying to okay. journalism schools. Um, but I got into NYU. I was waitlisted oh, at wow. NYU first. And then I got in off the waitlist. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are just like so expensive compared to, you know, going to school in state. another friend that went up there for, I think, a couple of years and was just like, no, this yeah. doesn't work out as exactly. well as you would have thought. Yeah. Also, because at that point in time, I was like really interested in journalism but Mm -hmm. i wasn't completely dead set on it i also really wanted to go to law school Mm. so i was like okay i don't want to go to nyu just for this program and then be like 200k in debt when i could go to school in state and then what if i change my mind yeah so that's kind of what ended up happening my mom kept trying to get me to go to nyu because she was like oh like you should go back up north because we have family in new york Mm -hmm. but i was like i do not think it's worth like the price (laughs) for me right now i would Um, say it's not worth the cold but that's just me well i'm i'm a little more used to the cold um since my family is from there but 
that wasn't a big factor for me. But yeah, I was just like, if I really want to go to journalism school, um, by the time I graduate from undergrad, I'll like apply to grad schools. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't mind spending money on that because that's like a year or two versus like four entire years and potentially more. So that's kind of how I ended up at tech. It was never like my first choice. It honestly was not even a top choice. Wow. Okay. Um, but I was, gonna, I was gonna ask like, what was the, 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 I guess the tipping point that was like, okay, tech's where I'm gonna be. Yeah. It was. It literally was getting that financial aid package. Okay, well, um, so, I think also the benefit of like being a liberal arts student at tech was mm-hmm. I got like extra Ivan Allen scholarships, which I was not mm-hmm. expecting to get because they weren't things that I like had applied for. And so to me, that was really encouraging to be like, okay, they seems like they kind of want me here as a student. Yeah. Um, and I did like Atlanta. Like I like the city. Okay, good. Um, so I was like, I'll come here because UGA also has like a really good journalism school versus our non-existent one. Yes. But I was like, I we are the journalism be- school here. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but I didn't want to be in Athens at the time. So I was like, Georgia Tech kind of seems like the choice for me. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, Athens was not. Once I toured there, I was like, there's too many hills, mm-hmm. and I don't want to have to ride my bike everywhere around here. Yeah. And I knew I could ride my bike around here yeah. and feel fine about doing that. Um, so we have this newspaper of sorts that it, we, we run it as a hobby, it feels like. When I explain to people like what we do, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, none of us are journalism majors. We don't have journalism. Um, some, of, I mean, some of us are LMC, but some yeah. are very much not. But... We try to be as legitimate as possible, I think, mm-hmm. based on knowing how much experience comes into the door, which sometimes is none, and we make it work, which is, yeah. is cool. That isn't a good segue to my first question. Uh, do memes ruin jur- journalism? Ruin? Yes. Do you think memes are over an oversimpl- like are too attractive and oversimplified to where the good work of journalism is not as fo- in focus as it should be? Do you mean memes like about stories? That- All of the above. I mean, we have, like, comics in our entertainment section, and those aren't memes, but I think there is some value in, like, humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it matters, like, how you try okay, to Okay, I was going to ask, like, is it, a, is it is it a who, when, what, like, just contextually? Yeah. Because, like, I think, like, I mean, literally just current events are a really good example of this. Like, with Russia and Ukraine, mm-hmm. obviously, a lot of things are happening. There's a lot of information to absorb, and, like, some people are kind of just turning to humor on TikTok and stuff, which I think in some cases it's like a good way to inform people about something they might not understand. But at the same time, there are some people who are like making way too light of certain yeah, situations. I think that's more what I'm trying to get at. It's yeah. just like, it's so much easier to have, to just only go to that part of the internet yeah, and then have your feed only be that part because that's just what you saw down in the algorithm. It's just spitting you back yeah. out stuff that necess- isn't necessarily the highest quality information that's actually yeah. going to be helpful to help you digest what's really going on. I think if you're someone who like actively only gets any of your information about current events from like memes and like mm-hmm. TikToks, you might want to take a deeper look <laughs> into the credibility of that information. Um, but if you're someone who like enjoys a good meme or two, I don't see anything that's wrong with that. Literally like Twitter, um, Part of it, I go on to it because the journalism Twitter is really, mm-hmm. really big. It and then the good. other part is it just has, like, the dumbest, funniest things. It does have it, – it, that might be – for as much as Twitter gets ragged on, it does have the best of both worlds yeah. in that sense. I'd much rather do that than Reddit or, yeah. God forsake, Facebook for that either. I, lo- I get some a lot of, a lot of the same yeah. content. Um, no, yeah, sports has that same stuff because some of their, like, Atlanta sports writers will know what of the good what mm-hmm. good memes there are. To be like, okay, if this gets at the idea a little bit more effectively yeah. without – having to like click through a link or whatever to get there 
No, I think like the thing with any social media platform is you kind of actively can choose who you're following. Mm-hmm. So like you to some extent can customize the content that's on your feed. Cause I have a lot of people like I will see them ranting on Twitter and they're like, Twitter's so toxic. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who you're following, but no one I'm following is like being problematic. Mm-hmm. Like I follow a lot of journalists or like meme pages yeah. or things like that. So like I enjoy using social media platforms. Um, and like, yeah, sometimes they're distracting, but like you have the power to put your phone down <laughs> anytime you want to. So I don't know. I know there's a lot of people who are like, ah, social media is ruining society, but it's like, that's what they said about books too once. <laughs> so that's what, Tennessee, I, that's what Tennessee's saying about books yeah, right now too. Very true. That's, even that is like still an issue. So there's, you're never going to be able to please anyone. If you see a meme and you like it and it's not problematic, like go ahead and share it. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say are your top, I guess let's uh, let's do top three social medias for not ease of use, but what? Yeah. Just inherent value. Yeah. Um, I definitely or just three good ones if you don't have a ranking. Yeah. I used to be very like Instagram heavy. Um, that's where I was getting like my memes and checking in on friends and like trying to explore um maybe like new restaurants to try or things happening in my mm-hmm. area. But once I got onto Twitter, um, which I didn't even make a Twitter until like the summer before my second year. Oh wow, okay. Um I yeah well, okay well this is a little tea that I haven't told anyone but I'll tell you but to when tell I was all 30 of our listeners yeah now I'm about to tell all 30 of our listeners too but when I was in middle school I did create like a Twitter I had to lie about my age obviously because I was in middle school yeah but it literally was just a fangirl <laughs> for a boy band um and that was like the only time I had been on Twitter those but are, those are great Twitters right now yeah too. it wasn't very active though like I wasn't like producing content mm-hmm. i kind of was just like stalking them um and like following other fandom accounts yeah. but anyways that didn't last very long and so i wasn't like actually on twitter until college <laughs> um and then the reason why i started using it was because like um one of my friends were like was sending me tweets on it and i was like okay i'm just gonna make an account so i can open it up instead yeah. of doing it in the dumb browser mm-hmm. and then after i got onto twitter i realized it was so important to journalists and like they used it so heavily yeah. which i feel like is so niche to like their profession like like you don't see doctors like networking on instagram right no but like journalists literally network like through twitter and stuff and so i started taking it a little bit more seriously after that Mm -hmm. and now it's kind of like a professional portfolio but also a slight mix of my personality because you don't want to be like a robot yeah yeah no it's a a good mixing ground i've got i think what i post now is like a mix of whatever i'm covering for us in the sports Mm -hmm. world but then also like I'll be happily make fun of something really dumb that happens on there. And yeah. Like, I don't care that's on the same thing. And yeah. like, at one point, my bio was that I said I was an Atlanta United propagandist, which is like, isn't, into, like, not, isn't intellectually pure or anything like yeah. that. But it's like, it got the point across of like what was happening here in terms of the fun, but also like, okay, no, I know these various things. Mm-hmm. Um, is that where you go? Whatever something big happens, do you go to Twitter first? Because that's what I do. Yeah. I immediately go to Twitter because it's either going to be on my timeline because I'm following the people who are like reporting on it. And mm-hmm. then if not, it's usually like trending. Yeah. And so Twitter is a really good place to see things that are trending that are like actually categorized mm-hmm. by hashtags. Cause like there's hashtags on Instagram and stuff too, but it's not as catered, I guess to like stories. It's yeah. more visual than mm-hmm. Twitter is. Um, so definitely check Twitter. Um, and then I do still use Instagram. I would say that was my like second most used one mm-hmm. but now since we've been in the pandemic i think tiktok is a competing one um i still have not downloaded that and don't uh, think i want how to how have you not why well it's i saw like a reddit thing which i i may not have been true but it seemed mm-hmm. like it was true enough that someone like 
reverse not reverse hacked it but like just went into like the frame of it and was just like this is more of a spying app less than yeah like but a social honestly app. what app at this point doesn't have some degree of spying to it <sighs> i would say anything that isn't meta but well literally like my instagram one thing that was really creepy was i would be talking about something with friends and then like an hour later there was an ad for it. oh yeah no so, that happened to me two weeks ago too. yeah so at least on tiktok i'm being entertained while i'm being spied on you know so for me it's a fair trade-off okay okay <laughs> so but i really like it like for there's so many things about like Atlanta that I didn't know or like yeah. that people review on TikTok like food accounts that like try new places and stuff I think it's really cool to see other people review something in like real time mm-hmm. rather than just like write up about it on Yelp yeah, yeah so I think it's a little bit more engaging it is more yeah I think that that part's easier to consume I just yeah. get well no I just get TikTok through Instagram because it just shows up on Reels or my suggested yeah so. some Reels are kind of annoying though and like I think Instagram's kind of playing catch up with TikTok where like the Reels are still kind of short and you can't really pause them I don't know how to them. use them I don't even bother really looking yeah. at them but I'm just like I, I don't think I'd get why I need this heck I was mm-hmm. doing a like one of those robot interview things and one of them was like oh explain a app you like and what you don't like about it i'm like i don't understand the reels of instagram i love the yeah. app but i don't understand anything about this whatsoever it seems like someone else won this battle and they're just trying yeah reels are i don't know they're okay but like one really annoying thing is like you literally can't pause them but on tiktok you can pause oh, um okay. you can pause like igtvs and stuff but a reel if you tap on it it'll just like mute it and it's just like this is too much too much I chaos see. i just want to very casually like mindlessly scroll and like not think about what's going on um and i also like since i follow people i know on instagram i don't want to follow a lot of creators mm-hmm. and then my entire feed is just like random reels and not pictures of like right. my friends and what they're doing but then on tiktok like none of my friends are like viral tiktokers so i'm not really going there to yeah. like check in with right. them right. um but yeah so i guess those are my top three is like twitter and instagram and tiktok right now okay Snapchat used to be a really big one, but yeah, I deleted that. Yeah, I still have it. I still, I still have my two thousand streaks, but uh, <laughs> I'm not on it as frequently, I guess, as the other ones. I'll send my like one streak in the morning, and then if I remember to check it later, maybe. But yeah, I not as much. I, I think I capped out at fifty one time. Fifty is nothing. That's childish, Jack. You I gotta know. I wasn't that serious about it. Mm, it shows you're not committed, then. <laughs> I, no, I was not whatsoever. No. Um, you work at CNN right now. Yes. Too correct. Okay. That is a. Uh, this must be a cool moment to be in both this aspect of like, I won't. I don't want to say quasi journalism, but just like a, a very light form of mm-hmm. it, and then also at like the southeast head of journalism as a whole. Like, what is it like being in both of those worlds simultaneously? Or what are you saying that could be? I don't say better at the technique, but like, well, what are you pulling from that that's helping what's happening here? Yeah. So it's a really cool experience. Very very different for sure. Like you said. Um, but I think, like, the coverage is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to, like, directly compare. Because um, I was thinking about this over the weekend. I just went to, like, a data journalism conference with our technology editor, mm-hmm. Rahul. And we learned, like, so much and just met so many people from all over the world, not mm-hmm. even the country. Like, mm-hmm. they were literally people who came and taught internationally oh, that wow. were there. It was amazing. It was in Atlanta. Um it's called NICAR. It's hosted by like the investigative reporters and editors organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but I brought like some copies of the technique there so that I, we could hand them out to mm-hmm. people and kind of ask like, you know, what are some things we can improve? What are some things you can incorporate? Cause uh, since it's a data journalism conference, I was like, I think we can maybe tap into more of our STEM potential yeah, here. Yeah. Um, like we have such great like 
analytical people and they're doing amazing projects, but no one's like you really exploring that intersection of journalism and technology. Mm-hmm. We have Rahul, our technology editor. And Rahul's he's great. great. Yeah. He's super passionate about what he does and he really does want to deep dive into that data journalism th- um, mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like one person <laughs> out yeah. of this entire campus. Yeah. So I just think there's a lot of unlocked potential. So I brought the paper there and then when I was looking through the paper and I was like, you know, honestly, a lot of this is just like tech campus coverage. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to CNN, when I log on, because we're not in the office right now, it's very different. It's very like international. And obviously right now it's a lot of Russia and Ukraine, yes. which yeah. is honestly like insane to be able to work in that environment during this time. Yeah. that's I mean, You basically walked into not, you basically yeah. walked into crisis mode Pretty much. very early yeah. on. Yeah. Like I started my internship late January. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's been. What, two months? Months? It's been almost two months because it was like January twenty fourth. Um, but at first I was like fact checking and reviewing a lot of scripts. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for their shows, um, or for like digital stories, uh, I've reviewed like one HLN documentary, and then overnight it seemed like the really casual stuff kind of slowed down, mm-hmm. and it was just like Russia, Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine, mm-hmm. um, which was like insane. But it's really really cool because I really like the team that I'm on. It's not really like um like a reporting role mm-hmm. so i work with a team called the row and they're essentially like a team of researchers that fact check and review everything Ooh. um the way cnn's heads phrase it is like they're their cheapest but their best insurance yeah so they try to make sure cnn doesn't like get sued for spreading misinformation yeah. or like publishing things that are wrong so it's a very interesting side mm-hmm. to see because we don't do a lot of that at the technique we're on that you know like weekly schedule where we're like okay you gotta get the stories in you gotta they get edits obviously but they you don't get to sit down with each story for like 40 minutes and really really like deep dive into it Mm -hmm. because that's just not realistic for a weekly paper like us um but like when you have a team of 18 researchers dedicated to only researching that That story that helps yeah it helps it's very different um but yeah it's just like it made me kind of look at our news section a little bit harder and be like, okay, what are we publishing about the world? And like, how are we publishing it? Mm -hmm. And so like some of our writers have been, you know, covering Russia and Ukraine a little bit. And I'm like, okay, some of the things that I'm learning and like want to bring back to the technique is kind of like the way you talk about sensitive information. Right. Um, Not even like sensitive, just like information in general and to make sure it's being like properly conveyed. Cause that's something that like nobody teaches us as technique members coming in. Um, like when I started as a freshman, I walked in and I was like, Hey, I kind of run a right, but I've never done this before. How do you do this? And the editors were just like, ah, oh, just pick up a story and you'll learn. And I was like, yeah, you just kind of <laughs> just start and then yeah, with no guide. You really like, deep dive. Um, which like a big part of journalism is like you learn while you do stuff. Mm-hmm. You kind of just have to go for it, but like it helps to have a foundation and yeah. like some basic skills. Um, so yeah, I was like, let me try to share some of what I'm doing. Um, and I like sat down with the news section last week and I was like, Hey, we have this like news brief on Russia and Ukraine, but like let's actually comb through it and make sure the information we're putting out there is like correct mm-hmm. and properly talks about these people. Because if you think about campus, we literally have like professors and students from Ukraine both. and Russia. Yeah, yeah. So you want to make sure you're like treating both sides fairly and right. accurately because, uh, you know, th- these are real people mm-hmm. that matter and it's not just like an article that exists in a void no. and no one's going to It may feel consume. like that sometimes, but yeah no, so i guess working at cnn has taught me to be a little bit more wary about the way i put out things mm-hmm. um but also just like such foundational skills that i'm constantly reminded of and i try to remind the staff of which i don't really feel like i got 
as a non-journalism school mm-hmm. student. Yeah. Um, but have been like trying to learn on my own. Nice. So yeah. Should we have a journalism school here? Is it because because selfishly I do want one here, mm-hmm. but at the same time. Would it really work here, though, feels like another question, because we have LMC and whatnot, but that still yeah. feels different in a sense in terms of like what it's really pointing at versus just straight up just writing, writing, which yeah. is not really what any of our majors really do right now. Yeah, I mean, I selfishly also would like one, but realistically, I don't think the environment of tech is one that would attract a lot of journalism students yeah. to begin with, because like I said, it didn't even really attract me in the beginning until mm-hmm. I got here right and then like actively got involved in technique and did stuff but i do think like lmc is such a diverse major there's no one lmc student that wants to pursue the same thing yeah that's true true. (laughs) or like because just like any other major on campus like we have concentrations we have threads that we have to pick Mm. from right yeah and even me like i've switched my threads like three times over the years um and so like you could meet an lmc major who wants to be a ui ux designer and then you can meet me who wants to be a journalist and then you can meet another one who's lmc but pre-med like there's no guarantee it's a wide range <laughs> yeah there's a lot going on um but i i do think there's room within the lmc program to grow more of the journalism type courses mm-hmm. like some of my favorite courses and professors i've a- ever taken have been with like um howie lieberman i don't know i don't think she's teaching right now but i took multiple courses with her and she was a journalist like Mm -hmm. she did a lot of freelancing um she did a lot of like long-form writing Mm -hmm. and one of the classes I took like my freshman year was communicating science and technology and that's a very like tech catered class right Mm -hmm. science and technology like not a lot of other journalism students would probably take that willingly um but I took that and she like actually kind of taught us the basics of like writing an article and like interviewing people mm-hmm. and filling out like information requests and doing stuff and i thought that was so cool um and then she did intro to media and she also kind of made that more media and journalism geared while as like other professors who had taught intro to media you know took a different approach and even though most of the students in that class with me weren't journalism students i think they all really really enjoyed like the content in there because mm-hmm. one of the things like if you talk to any lmc major they're going to say is like, oh, yeah, like communication is important because we have so much STEM and like research and great things happening on campus. Mm-hmm. But people who are like conducting those things don't know how to communicate them to anyone yep. properly. Yep. No, it's um, so like any editor yeah. for one of those science journals will is rolling their for eyes sure. right now. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's what we say at the technique all the time is like we have so much information, so many things happening on campus. There has to be someone getting that out yep. in some form. Yeah. Um, so if they had more courses like that and things, I think we could learn a lot as students without, you know, having a really big journalism school. Cause yeah. I don't think it would sustain itself in the long term. Yeah, no, I mean, we also kind of don't have building space Yeah, really <laughs> either. We, we've only, we can only build up yeah. at this point. Hence why I is getting a skyscraper and not, yeah. Um, not tearing down. I mean, even goal. LMC, like, which has been around for a few Maybe we take that building. We, we can put the journalism school in the old ISYU building. That's where Maybe. we can go. <laughs> Maybe we can squeeze in the burger bowl with other buildings they're trying to no, build in. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. That's kind of far, though. I don't want to go to West Campus. West is best. I agree to disagree. Okay. I prefer East. I mean, I lived on East my second year and had just as much fun. I've been on East all four years, and... I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. On West, West has Willage, so that was yeah. that was the kicker for me. I was there the perfect year. Well, yeah, we were both there. Well, yeah. no, you were the year after me. So my freshman year was when they was they had a cap on swipes, but it was such an outrageous number, and there was no, uh, there wasn't a there wasn't a set way of how you had to spend them. Mm-hmm. So I bought 
like twice I bought the box I bought, I bought a box that was it was worth only eight swipes um that had like 80 of those little cereal cartons yeah they had that was the major daily hack. caps my year like you can only yeah use yeah four that was what my brother day. got got here and then yeah. he's like yeah there's only four I was like oh man that I sucks. mean honestly I didn't even use all four of them sometimes. that that was the other thing I think that's why they had to switch to the yeah. the other, the new method that the unlimited ish kind of thing they have now mm-hmm. but it works okay so we we're saying journalism school could Probably not thrive on itself. Maybe in some form in Ivan Allen, like, have yeah. a life in itself. I feel like there could be more people. Like, we have such great professors, mm-hmm. but they're all in such different areas, yeah. I feel like. Um, like, once you take one or two classes, it's kind of like you can't explore that topic anymore. Right. So, maybe if we had... I don't want to say as much of a variety because we have a variety, but more consistency yeah. in the people that stay and the types of courses they teach. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. I mean, we have, I mean, heck, we got the AJC down the corner. There's a lot of other mm-hmm. fun outlets the city's got. So, I mean, there's no, the pipeline could be there if yeah. we wanted it to be there. To I be mean, like, CNN's down the road. Like, yeah. you can see it from campus. Yeah, well, and, yeah, like, yeah. other schools do tours and stuff here. So, like, why can't we do a tech one? I know. That would be, I think, we should do that. Would there be a meme class? I don't know if there'd be a class. I'm sure there will be <laughs> someone there who's, like, a culture reporter, and they wouldn't like to talk about it. Culture, culture yeah. reporting. Yeah. <laughs> But give a day, a, a, just a day on memes, just a day. Maybe you should make a podcast on memes. Check. No, I'm not doing that. I, that's <laughs> why I asked you about an it. Episode dedicated to that. I'm a poor meme man. Okay, uh, your favorite stuff at Tech. Um, so this is what your fourth year now. Yes. Do you have a favorite of your years so far, or is that is it too soon to ask that? It's hard to say because like it's kind of split almost fifty fifty between like pre COVID and yeah. post COVID. Like so much has changed, even like campus physically Mm -hmm. is so different than when i came as a freshman so many places are closed that Mm -hmm. weren't so many places are open that weren't it's just been a very very different experience but i think second year was mostly good because it's like you're not a freshman so you're not scared you kind of know what you're doing a little bit yeah you're a little bit involved like that's the year i got way more involved in the technique Mm -hmm. um and then like second semester I did not feel as bad as other students getting kicked off campus yeah. because I was like, oh, I'm not graduating at least. Yeah. And also, I'm not a freshman, so it's not yeah. like my first year is ruined. Yeah, yeah. That was the yeah. best. No, I was third year then. and Plus, I'd been homeschooled before. So it was mm-hmm. like when I had to get home, just do it all myself at home. Yeah. I was like, I didn't think I was going to do this again. But yeah. that was it. Yeah. I, I kind of feel bad because I had it about as easy as anyone else. Yeah. No, I remember there was a lot of memes being like, oh, second years don't matter right now because they're just like, they've had their time. <laughs> and I was kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of feel like comfortable right now yeah. like i'm not too panicked that i'm not gonna be able to like walk across the stage when i graduate or anything mm-hmm. so that was it was a decent year until obviously until, COVID until, until it wasn't a decent year yeah exactly yeah. uh f- favorite building that's a hard one um i spend a lot of time in skiles but it's definitely not my favorite not building good, i don't like that building either. sad building it's very sad i also spend a lot of time in flag but i also wouldn't say this is my favorite building um I do really like the upper floors of Crossland because one thing I did a lot second year was I, when I had like really big writing assignments, because that's all you do as an LMC major is write all day, um, I would go work up there and it's just really pretty to see like the skyline. Did you ever get on the roof before they locked the door? Not of Crossland, but of Kulk, I had been to the roof a few times as a freshman. Okay. but no, I think I've only seen the cross and terrace open like once. Oh, I've no, no. There. I mean the roof on top of that. Oh, no. I have not been to that no. roof oh. then. Okay. I can't say that story on here. Oh. It's a great, it's, <laughs> right. it was a great time up there. Uh, favorite tradition or two? Because there's a lot of them. 
man i i think homecoming is a really really fun time of year i personally don't like participate in a lot of things like i'm not doing the mini 500 but i love like watching them mm-hmm. and i just love watching like campus come alive mm-hmm. and it's like different groups of people come together to they're competing but they're having fun yeah, yeah. and it's really fun to observe even if you're not like actively mm-hmm. a participant yeah, there's a lot it's a lot going on yeah so i think that's one thing i'm really gonna miss like graduating from college is like you're not gonna have those traditions and things going well, on you can still come back yeah mm-hmm. i can come back as an alumni but it's like you go to the office and it's not like they're doing like it's activities you're not, yeah there. you're not competing either it's just yeah. like yeah you're you're full-fledged exactly out of it uh favorite professor that's a tough one because i mentioned lieberman and she was great um but i also really really love john thornton and mm-hmm. his classes i took um they were all like video production classes mm-hmm. and i think they kind of further confirmed to me that i did want to be in journalism mm-hmm. but not necessarily just in like print journalism because right. that's a lot of the technique is traditional print um so i was like you know video is cool and so that kind of got me interested in the idea of like producing for news mm-hmm. um and i'm really sad i'm like can't do any video classes this <laughs> semester since i'm almost done with my degree but they they're my top two lieberman and thornton nice okay if there was a section of the paper that doesn't exist that you would want to create that goes on pages 22 21 and 22 what would that be Okay, this isn't a section, but something that we've been talking about a lot is, like, I really wish we kind of had horoscopes in the paper, because oh. some schools do them, and they're so interesting, and they're so cool, but a lot of work goes into it, mm-hmm. um, and, like, you need someone who's really dedicated to doing it every single week, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be an entire section, but maybe a way to kind of, like, expand entertainment, or honestly, just, like, a culture-type one, yeah. but I think it'd be really cool to do something like that. Ooh. Interesting. I don't know the first thing about horoscopes, nor which one I I like reading them on Twitter, but they're all, like, half memes so they're entertaining but if you want real ones and like a news publication it has to be a little bit more yeah you know what you're doing okay uh favorite food spot not just just in atlanta or just like within like a a few miles of campus this isn't super close but i love doing korean barbecue with my friends um and there's a there's a lot of different ones but one that we keep this is this is like a classic this isn't probably the top but like iron age is always a decent spot to go if mm-hmm. you don't know wh- where else to go um and like they have a few different locations for it so it's a goodie and an oldie although not as new or hip as other Comfort places food. yeah Comfort it's food. a good place to go and it's like kind of expensive for a college student's budget but like that's why you don't do it every day <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah. you yeah. just do it when you want to that's good that's good um is there anything from tech you want to see going forward that just keeps popping up? It's like, oh, man, we could be doing that. Oh, man, we could be doing that. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> um, there's definitely a lot. It's a big a place, lot. so. Yeah. Um, one thing that I think is interesting is, like, so very recently for our Black History Month issue, I interviewed the first black editor-in-chief of the technique. Mm-hmm. And he just kept talking about, like, how much campus has changed. And he was like, when I went here, like, it literally didn't even go to 10th Street. It, like, cut off at 5th Street. Right, right, yeah. And it was, like, barely a few blocks. So I know a lot of people hate the construction that's going on. And it is really annoying and inconvenient. But I do think, like, the spaces they're bringing to campus are going to help accommodate the student body better. Because mm-hmm. we are, like, growing a lot. And there's just, like, not enough room ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really... I'm excited to see the new Sun Center. I'm sad I won't be able to use it as a student. I know, I'm, yeah. So, but I'm, I'm excited about like the things they're trying to develop. Yeah. And bring, although the process is so long. 
I think they, they actually, the student center did actually end up accelerating a little bit because mm-hmm. there's no one here. Yeah, so that I, was one benefit yeah. of us getting kicked off was they were working real hard and yeah. <laughs> real fast. We'll have to come back and make someone let, let let's make someone let them let us use their buzz card to go bowl. Yeah, and look at the technique office. We'll, oh, we'll that's use right. Rahul, our technology editor, to let us in. Oh yes, so let's we'll steal his buzz card mm-hmm. to scan in. That's exactly. gonna be so fun. Maybe I'll, they, I'll maybe I'll keep using this podcasting equipment maybe. on my own. I just won't tell anybody. I don't think anyone will stop you. No, uh, maybe not. Okay, I, I have a new plan. Okay, uh, why do you think tech works just at all? Like, why is this place succeeding for you? Like, maybe why is it succeeding for you? And maybe extrapolate. Maybe then go. Maybe why that works for why it works for everybody else and what you've seen. Well, there's. I mean, there's a lot going on here. I know there are a lot of issues and a lot of things like that need to be worked on internally as a university. Mm -hmm. But from an outsider's perspective, like this is a very prestigious place to be. And there are really cool things happening on campus in terms of like research and developments. And like, like there is a lot that they have done to better the place, Mm -hmm. but it's never going to be perfect. Um, But like for me personally, I think a big, part of why it worked was I knew I was going somewhere where like there wouldn't be a lot of people who were interested in the same things I am interested in Mm -hmm. or wanting to pursue them um and I knew like the coursework even though I really enjoy all of my LMC classes I love like the design media ones too Mm -hmm. on top of the communication ones like at a certain point you kind of run out of ones to take that are super relevant to you um I kind of actively like went outside of an academic environment to like find things I'm interested in. So like outside of just going to classes, I like immediately became involved in most of the organizations I'm still in today, like in my very first semester here, Um, which I don't recommend you overwhelm yourself with a lot of them. As I had a habit of like going to a million interest meetings and then doing a bunch of stuff. Um, Not, it's not for everyone for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just like became so involved in them. I've had like leadership positions in different orgs since, my first year here mm-hmm. uh and for me it was a way that i felt like involved on campus um even though i wasn't like in one of the biggest majors here mm-hmm. or like people even knew that liberal arts existed yeah. and stuff um and like technique was one of them but i've also been like president of other orgs and done stuff and it's really just like the people you choose to surround yourself with in college in general mm-hmm. i think like make a really big difference of whether that environment's going to work for you or not because um, I have some people who like do go to journalism schools or like other schools they want to go to, but then mm. they're just like, I have no friends here and like I hate it. Yeah. So I, I think the people are a really big key of why tech works and why it's worked for me too. That's good to hear. I think that's, I have a similar answer. I think if I had to say, I mean, so that's the re- that's why anything works. It's, it's mm-hmm. the people. So yeah. you're graduating, right? Yes. In are, May. You, are you excited? Yes and no. <laughs> um, yes, because I think. For now, I've kind of had my fill of the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, the classes I'm taking right now are kind of classes I'm taking because I have to to graduate, yeah. but they're not ones that I'm super invested in. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just what happens at a certain point. Like you're doing a senior seminar and you're doing stuff that's just like required. Um, and I kind of thought I wanted to go to grad school last fall, but then I was like, man, I'm kind of dreading going to classes now. Yeah. I don't think I want to immediately jump back into school right yeah. after I graduate. And I want to get more like journalism experience and stuff. So I definitely will be applying to jobs. But then that's kind of why I'm dreading graduating too. Yeah. It's like, like finding internships were so, was like such a hard process. Mm-hmm. Like 
yes, I've gotten like CNN and I've gotten other journals and internships, but it took like 60 rejections to get to that point. And it took like going to multiple like journals and conferences and networking with people and like talking to them Mm -hmm. to even like make those connections. And it's a lot of hard work, um, even though it's resulted in like really cool experiences. Um, And so I'm not looking forward to doing that for like full time employment. Yeah. yeah. um, Because it's coming up really soon. Um, like we only have a few issues of the technique left and everything. And after that, like once I'm no longer a student and I'm no longer editor in chief, it's like, what do I do? <laughs> I <know. laughs> Who am there's, I? There's no alumni technique for us to run. Yeah. On the I side. mean, I'll, I'll come back as an alumni, but it will no longer be mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is that we're going to, maybe we should just start technique alumni. Maybe. The TA. You just come back as grad students. Or that no no I'm not doing that. No, you're not no, saying that. No, okay, no, if no. you won't come back, I won't come back then. All right, we'll just well, we'll let them handle it after we're gone. All right, well, suck for them. Son, <laughs> the rest of them. Uh, okay, that's all I had. All right. Nice. Where do you get the paper? Um, that is in our office. Well, this this isn't our office, but it's the side of our office. But I always grab it from DM or not DM, but the flag building. Flag building. Okay, so outside. Flag our, building. There is, is a good. stand technically. Yeah. In yes. There's so. one at like Nav. And Kulk sometimes if I'm in there. Kay. But there's a lot. Yes, yeah. Any anywhere there's a building yes. that's big yes. for the most part, you can get it. What's it what's it what's the rate at other dorms? Do the, the dorms do the dorms get it? Like that aren't North Ave? It's harder to get them into the dorms because you need to like buzz into yeah. them. Oh, so I if see, you don't live there, it's kinda hard. I see, I see. There were there was a stand in the GLC, but I think there's also have been kind of locked recently. Okay, gotcha. Um but one of the features our technology editor is working on for our app that will one day be out. We we don't know exactly when. <laughs> um is it will show you like the stands on campus oh. and where to grab a technique. So that is great. There's exciting things coming that is great. at some point. One of the last physical newspapers that you can get for free. That's it's very it's true. I technically you can get all of them for free if you don't pay for them and no one catches you but i don't encourage that no don't do that don't do that but yes so. no. if you're on campus and you need something to read yes this is always fresh this is always the, the technique is always fresh words yes it will it, sure. it and they will expire at some point because things the world keeps happening and then yeah I, every w- single friday some schools only do like once a month or bi-weekly but every single week we, we, got you. we really we really cram them out we do we, we make it happen it's grind culture <laughs> yes no it's we don't know any other way we we're tech people <laughs> we have to true. grind it or else we're not doing it right yeah okay well that's all i have thanks for coming on uh we will be back at some point i actually don't know when but uh it'll probably be another one of our editors possibly one of our basketball players i'm still working on that interview so we'll see how it goes uh, with that we'll see y'all